This time on TNT. We dissect Lisa LaFlamme's sudden departure from CTV. We uh, recollect Woodstock 99, in my opinion. And we play a brand new game called Lyrics. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Oh, here we are. There he is. Hey, Bob. Made it past 300, Bob. Made it over 300. Um, Love it. I want to start by talking about Lisa LaFlamme really quick. And last week we were talking about Jesse Brown and how uh, I was a guest on his show. When Lisa LaFlamme gets fired out of nowhere, that's what Jesse Brown does. Like, that's yes, the bone that he can rip to shreds and dig for absolutely. and find. And, yeah, that's great stuff. I guess but in, that's a that that's uh I mean I'm not surprised it seems like anybody who has some seniority at Bell eventually gets tapped on the shoulder you know with exception to the executives you know well it's so it's, it's very interesting because it's sort of it's multi-layered at, at one yeah. on one level it's the uh, uh, corporatization of news and if uh, what stories are being covered is being uh, determined through a uh, affordability lens or how much money do we want to spend on this lens versus what are the stories that we should be telling as a news organization. That's concerning. Well, that's a whole other thing, yeah. The fact that the uh, big Willie boss there is like st- stepping in thinking he's Rupert Murdoch. Like that stuff is really a whole new level of cheese salad sandwiches that it- needs to get... If you haven't heard, Lisa LaFlamme, 35-year journalist and chief uh, anchor of the CTV News program, which is the highest-rated news program in Canada, it bears mentioning, was unceremoniously let go and not afforded the dignity upon her exit that Lloyd was. So it it seems like there was no real exit strategy in place. And let's face it, yeah. with with Lloyd, it was probably the same thing where it's like tap on the shoulder. Look, we're not going to renew your contract, but let's go out on, you know, a blast. That's probably what happened there, right? Where it's like, I'm sure he he was like, because that you know, it seems to me the other thing, the first thing they do is like, okay, keep it quiet, don't tell anybody, and then we'll have a little, you know, nice finale in the fall or whatever in, in September. A friend of mine... That's what they were were probably going to do, right? A friend of mine was recently let go from a job on Monday at lunchtime. But they asked him to stay until Friday till they could find someone to cover him off. That is not a good decision and a good implementation of this new information. Um, To fire someone like Lisa... And then say, by the way, don't say anything for six weeks till we figure out how we're going to frame this. Yeah, that's so gross. It's kind of gross and kind of asking a lot of her. But this is the thing that occurred to me. And it's a difference between Canada and the United States. Known flawed anchor Matt Lauer, worst kept secret in broadcasting that he was kind of power tripping and hard to get along with and kind of greasy stayed in that job for years and years and years and years and years. And here is someone who has worked really hard to climb the ranks in her profession, to get to the top, to be trusted, to be the number one news anchor. And she isn't afforded the dignity of a proper 
goodbye. Um, difference between Canada and the States, because I think in Canada there are fewer networks, so there are fewer people in positions of power, so the people that do have power, i.e. the programmers, get a little drunk on their own power and get it twisted sometimes and think that people are loyal to a specific network. I feel yeah. like they're not. I've had things said to me like, uh, well, recently a senior programmer at CBC said to me, stop talking about Jonovision. That's the old CBC. This is the new CBC. Um, which was kind of an interesting comment because it's not like I'm endlessly prattling on about Jonovision. <laughs> I've had CBC programmers to me back in the day when they asked if uh, asked me to do something that I didn't really think was fair or not something that I was really interested in, I've had them raise their voice and say, oh, you'll do it. I don't think that would ever happen in the States where there seems to be generally more respect for the creator, the writer, the performer, the people that actually do the job. And at one point in the 80s, for every one person directly involved in the making of a show at CBC anyway, there were four or five managers. And that ratio is so backwards. Oh, it just causes problems because like everybody has to make their statement. And sometimes the only statement they can make is disagreeing with the other person. Right. Exactly. And the, the kind of uh, fundamental uh, structure issue is a lot of people that end up in programming positions have never actually made programs. So they have either come up through the kind of um, accounting ranks. So all of a sudden you have someone who might have an accounting background saying, you know what I think would be funny, or they're in a position where they get to decide what shows get made, which when you think about it is kind of weird. So the reason they're making those decisions might have nothing to do with the merit of the ideas themselves yeah um so anyway it, it just seems like such a shame that she didn't get to say a proper goodbye but more so if you believe what you hear it's really super not cool that someone who's a new vp was like oh yeah are you gonna stand up to me i'll just dust you um it just yeah. seems it just seems shockingly short-sighted for someone who is popular smart uh, has made a living from telling stories and getting to the bottom of things. Like, it, that's why it seems knee-jerk and rash and like there, it wasn't well thought out at all. And then to double down on the comms disaster, they roll out this new host who's not available, to right? Like, I, I think she, maybe she surprised them with the video and they weren't ready for it. Yeah, I don't but know. It's, well, it's it's like you said, it's it, they have this... They, they, they're so high on their own trip that they have this idea how they're going to roll it out. And then they re and once that hits the fan where she said, you know, where Lisa was like, forget this. I'm not just going to go into the sunset on your terms for no reason when I could, you know, easily have at least another 20 years of this, you know. Lloyd that's, did. Yeah. So, so that that's the biggest issue is the ego of, of thinking you can go and say things this way and then it's going to happen like you thought and then it goes the other way. For the first time, like we've already seen people getting fired. John yeah. Derringer parted ways with Q107 for uh, the same things, like were abusive towards women, yet, uh, you know, that that's the allegations that was was going on with John and, and uh 
Jennifer Valentine and other co-workers saying that there was issues in that workplace and they parted ways with him. But these executives everybody keeps talking about, they're still sitting there or they're gone to another executive position. Well, this is interesting. If they're somewhere else, they ignore the situation. You know, it's just unbelievable how, sure, it's a very small world, but, uh, you know, they, people continue to, to, uh, they, they, they fire the people on the air and, and they never talk about the executives. And uh, maybe this is the first time where with Lisa executives are probably going to start getting shuck around, you know, I was really uh, bummed out about the John Derringer thing. I, he's not an institution to me the way he is to you because I don't live in the city. I, I, I know like vaguely how long he's been on the air and that he's really popular. And I only know in, in my personal interactions with him, I've found him Mm -hmm. warm and friendly and kind and, and all of those things. I also know Jennifer Valentine would have no reason to suggest this had happened if it had hadn't. Um, but the, the one thing I, I absolutely know to be true is that to your point, all of the executives who apparently were, well aware of this behavior for a really long time should have to answer to that too. And, and they never seem to have to, but in the case of this Lisa thing, the executive that did the hatchetry has been identified and is sort of in the public crosshairs. So it'll be interesting to see what they do if they just kind of put uh, earplugs in and hope the noise dies down after four weeks um, are they going to have mm. to pay her out in a big way? I, um, I had forgotten Danielle Graham from eTalk sued Bell because she felt she was a natural um, host of eTalk when Ben Mulroney left, and she was awarded one point five million, mm-hmm. which to them is like, oh, I'll just cut the check and make it go away, make the noise stop. Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? It's it's uh, until you flush the the every person that you know in that executive position out that you've heard problems with that's you know why don't they start doing that where it's because they keep just cutting where the biggest checks are being cut every week if this has been somewhere so long they just look for something to bother them and then they find a a reason and then they take them out because they they're saving the company money that's the, the, the worst part is you're not talking about a TV company. You're talking about a telecommunications company that's continually trying to make more money and doesn't give a shit about making less for, for reasons like, you know, either baseball teams winning or hockey teams winning or, you know, uh, having better content. It's, it's all about that cash because well, that is so much money. It's a phone company, man. Like that's data. And, and a communications company, ironically. That yeah. is the thing. There are three potential reasons for this. And maybe it's a, a combo. Maybe it's a whatever salad of all three. But the first one is, um, did she push back to an executive who was like, we're not doing this? Apparently one of the things was she wanted more coverage of the war in Ukraine. He didn't want to allocate the funds to do that. So that's option number one. Uh, option number two is she makes a good salary. So if they saw an opening where they could, you know, ditch that salary and hire someone who'd be willing to do it for a fraction of the salary, was it that? Or 
was at number three, which is ageism. She let her hair grow gray. She's a woman, uh, I think she's 58 years old, which as we know is still young, and she has lots of um, career years ahead of her. But did that factor into it? Because people sure seem to think it was that as well. Yeah. It's definitely not a good look on all fronts. But it's... It, that seems to be that the way things have been with uh, most people that have had positions for over, you know, 15 years. Yeah. Event, eventually, it's just like, see you late. But the, the, the one last thing I'll say about it that I find fascinating, because there are, sort of, there are a bunch of things I find interesting about it. It's my business. Um, it was unfair, which is something that rings my bell. But also, I'm surprised that a relatively new vice president could just make a decision of that magnitude without, I don't know if it's the board signing off, but wouldn't, like, the head of CTV have to say, yeah, I agree, let's do it? Like, he did this guy just go rogue and upend the apple yeah. cart? Or are there people that no. we haven't heard yet who are like, yeah, that, let's get it done? Yeah, I don't think that's how there's I don't think they can do that, really. I think it's more like, yeah, constant meetings with these executives to above them. And then, the, the, you know, uh, just to make everybody, it's just kind of the same thing you were talking about earlier. Everybody above that person has to have their two cents. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching Better Call Saul again <laughs> just to get fired up to the last episode um and uh just that consistent feeling with that uh like being a lawyer and some of the reasons where people get fired is just literally just because they didn't ask the executives first for something you know what i mean like the 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 rules are so strict and ridiculous where it's like pointless even if you do well with your own decision just because you didn't ask this person or tell them first, it's over. You get blown up, even if you have a great idea. Well, I've noticed this, and again, I bring up CBC because it's the place where I've worked the most. It is so hard to get fired from there, and people fall up. And uh, it's easier to promote someone than to let them go because that's such a pain. And I've my conclusion after all these years is the best way to have a long career at CBC is to sort of stay under the radar and not make too much noise. <laughs> like those people that you don't know what they do at yeah. really. Man. Cause if you just kind hey, of how's it going? stay under the radar. I know. I, yeah. Like, well, honestly, sorry, what is, what is that person's legacy? Oh, I have no idea, but they've been in programming for 17 years. Yeah. I know guys like that that work for major, uh, radio companies or communications companies where it's like, I'm not really sure what that person does, but I know they've been there for like 20 years. Yeah. Well, I just had an incident in the last year or so where someone wasn't being very kind in a business context at a major Canadian publicly funded network. And when I complained to their higher ups by saying, just for context, I have never complained about anyone in my entire career. Think about that for a sec. I've ne- I have don't stand to gain anything. I just don't think this is right. So I'm speaking up and was ultimately just kind of shrugged aside and dismissed. 
but man, it's um, it, it was like if uh, your kid gets punched in the mouth and you go to the principal and they're like, "Well, boys will be boys, though." Oh, like, I know. huh? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The reaction was so puzzling. Anyway, oh, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out in the coming weeks and months because I don't think it's finished, and I bet she's lawyering up, and I bet you know one of the qualities she's most known for is being tenacious and getting to the bottom of things. So if yeah, she chooses um, to employ those well, uh, skills here, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's the only thing is to what end because that's a very expect expensive thing to do. So I don't know. I guess there's a, you could make a pretty huge case, but I don't know. Well, someone was like telling me that uh, about uh, the Daniel Graham thing, how 1.5, like she probably could have gone for more, but it might have gone on longer. So there is a sweet spot where you're like, tell you what, cut this check today and I'll go away. Like 1.5 well, is like, yeah, all right, that's worth it. Yeah, I don't know. But if she goes knows? for $10 million, dollars, they'll probably like if, commit if, themselves if I to were, her down. If, if, if I were thinking of suing a company before... I'd probably just go to a lawyer first and not say anything public until I talk to a lawyer to just go right out and spout it out like that with that, the anger. I don't know. Maybe that's another a modern tactic of the same idea where that helps to get a public opinion riled up. Well, and then you go for it. it I don't know. Obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, it's it's easy to say what you might have done differently, but... If if they thought for a minute that just switching her out for someone else would be a popular decision, I mean, feel bad for the guy who's been tapped to be her successor because this is a huge moment for him and an important one too, and he's just mm -hmm. getting dragged through the mud. It's not his fault. Oh, like no. when Dan was like, well, "Oh, it's not Jay's fault. It wasn't a betrayal that Jay stayed." Well, he if there. if I were him, I would have held on a little bit. Just to to say say that he was doing it, but yeah, he got roasted for saying, "Hey, looking forward to this. This is a great opportunity." And going past, I know. But now that we're thinking legend. this way, isn't it possible that CTV was like, "Get out there, bud"? What now? Yeah, get maybe. out there. True. Yikes! Like Prince William That's and the true. pegging. Let's switch the spot. Why would to they want to do? Why would you want to do that to your? Like, what's the problem with waiting? Like, it doesn't, you know, uh, until things have settled down and this is, like, to me, that would be the best approach is just hang on and, because and, there, there's so much anger out there. Just wait until that, because there's no point really in saying, hey, because you're not starting right now. <laughs> I know, guess, anyway. but if you're panicking and you want maybe to it's... do something to, to make the noise know, go down, maybe. maybe Maybe they thought people would be like, oh, huh, yeah, right, good choice. I think whoever that person is who said to do that is probably going to get fired <laughs> instead of, you know, just, like, not saying anything, right? Okay, so you want to talk sports just betting? person. What are they going to do? Do they fire him and hire her back because of public outcry, or oh, do they yeah. just let it ride? <laughs> okay, no, no, fire fire the guy that, that told the guy to tweet out that he's there? no. No. Well, fire. do they fire no, the guy I, that fired her and say, I don't know what happened. He went rogue. Um, of course, Lisa's a beloved member of our family, and she's you'll see her back in your homes again on Monday. I think they'll fire that guy to make an, a statement, maybe, for, on a higher level. 
just because he did it wrong. You know what I mean? I don't think they'll get. So we stand behind the firing of Lisa Laflamme. We just don't like how he did it. Yeah, I think that. I think that's not going to change. I think. Yeah, I think they're going to. But they'll. Someone's going down, and I think it's that dude, the uh, big (laughs) Willie style. (laughs) So if you're CBC or Global, are you like, hey Lisa, uh, come on over? That I mean, you see, I haven't seen that happen really. Well, I kept Much. waiting for another sports network to scoop up Toolsy, for example. Yeah. But as he's doing another gig now with the uh, the Bet Rivers guy, as he says. What? <laughs> the Bet Rivers gig that he has. Is it, it, like he's working on his on the Boomsies pod. It has he has a, a a company, Bet Rivers, that he's working with, right? So um I don't like I, I he's doing that so I don't think he can still like okay I'm coming to you know to Rogers now you know what I mean for he I had guess. a non-compete for a non-compete for a while and I guess he took that so I guess it, I'm not sure if, if he was necessarily looking because he was digging that, that and I'm not gonna speak for him but uh like I said, I think once you're doing something else, it takes out the opportunity for someone to to, to headhunt you, I guess. Well, that's probably yeah. the decision she has to make because with a big buyout would come a non-compete, I would think. Yeah. So Which here's $10 million bucks, but you can never work uh, for anyone else. For the bods out there, non-compete meaning you can't work for another company or do any public stuff for a certain period of time. Which is not unique to broadcasting. Like I I have a lot of friends that work in pharma, for example. You can't leave one company's oncology drug and go to another company that has an oncology drug. We know there's a time period where you have to sit on the sidelines. Yeah. You can't be the oncology guy, one guy, and then the other oncology guy. Yeah. Remember when I remember when I was here two weeks ago, doctor, (laughs) and I told you what garbage that product was? Honestly, on second thought. Oh I think it's God. pretty great. No, you keep... <laughs> but you don't do that if you're talking to, to the, everything. Isn't every other one the same with a different name? Like uh, the hard-on pills for one guy is the same hard-on pills for the other guy? I don't know or about do they that. Actually talk, do they talk shit about the other hard-on pills? Like, I don't think you're allowed C- to. Cialis sucks for the Pfizer guy. I don't think you're allowed to. I, I had someone tell me that back in the day... You could take a doctor on the company plane to Vegas for yeah, education, for sure. and now Same you can't even so much too, as give right? a pen. Yeah, it must have been great. But back in the 80s, to be anything, like a radio guy getting flown around, like back in the days when uh, labels would literally pay every employee of the, of the uh, radio station, record companies, spending money so much, like... Flying programmers out all the time. Yeah, giving you should them come trips. to Cabo Wabo for a couple of days. We can talk business. bags, bags of cash. <laughs> like what you got to put? Hey, you got to drop this new singles coming out in two weeks. I don't know. I don't think this is working out. I said you're gonna play it in heavy rotation. Absolutely, it's a hit. Do you? I'm think? never gonna not play it, huh? Do you think? Absolute what for sure. Yes, Paola. That was the whole where that word came from. Paola. Mm-hmm. 
So that's not an actual well, you're word. You're going to give me some fucking payola for this or something. I'm not going to just sit here and say I'm going to play the record. <laughs> Those guys. So that word is kind of made up in that context? Yeah, from yeah, for sure, 100% for like you know, it and like they would do the same thing to like get bands like Elvin Jones, uh, John Coltrane drummer, legendary drummer, my one of my favorite drummers of all time. He passed and uh, it was just the best ever, but he told me a story where in the in the 60s, in the early 60s record companies would like literally sign a band with a bag of drugs like, no yeah like here you go like a bag of coke or a bag of weed and whatever smorgasbord that's your bonus <laughs> and then welcome they, aboard like, own, then they'd own like whatever either a hundred percent or a huge chunk of their wow. music forever yeah bad See, deals back in the day i I heard rumblings at certain award shows that networks or labels would kind of work together. Like, we put a lot of money in this uh, oh, band. Sure. We'd love for them to win Best New Artist. We know that you put a lot yeah. of money into that. We'd love for you to win Best Male Artist. Like, give us this. We'll, well give that you happens, that. Do you think? That kind of happens, happens anyway with, like, the MTV and all those kind of awards. Like, if you're a, a big enough star... You're definitely winning, like the whole thing. Like, you're don't worry, you're gonna win. You can, you know, come like probably six months in advance, <laughs> right? Like, what for the for the superstars, and then the ones that like are just like so, you know, when they're the flash and it's like the pans on fire and everything's going bananas, like that. Those artists that kind of come and go. They get them too, right? Just because it's that's what the people out there on their fans they want to titillate the, the the most the people that the the biggest public, right? Well, you know, if you're again, Taylor Swift's manager and she has four options on any given night, one of which is do a concert and make a huge amount of money. If you're getting invited to the American Music Awards, you know, as a manager, he's going to be like or she's going to be like okay, Taylor will come, but is there a reason she needs to be there? Right? Of course those G-balls well, would want to know beforehand. Like, I'm not going to have her sit yeah. there embarrassed and lose five times. Yeah, but it happens. I think, the on, I think the only one that's not like that is the Grammys. Where they don't know. You know? Yeah. Because the maps have been embarrassed there. Well, no, because the Oscars and the Grammys are voted on by a small group kind of of people, right? It's not like it's for, it's not necessarily, it's, it was for the films and that kind of idea. Initially, that could, true idea, I'm sure they might uh, ham it up sometimes. But overall, um, those award things were came out of that voting mm -hmm. and that stuff. It's like the Baseball Hall of Fame. Like it's writers that, that vote. There's no, no, no say otherwise, right? So it's pretty specific. To, I like when they personify... Oscar. Oscar loves an underdog story. If there's one thing oh, Oscar yeah. loves, it's oh, a South oh American soundtrack. For sure. For sure. But like for all these other award shows and specifically mostly the MTV awards, no, like that's all like, yeah, you're going to obviously are coming home with the with the prize. Right. 
So if like, young pretty, gravy's in the sure, house, you know he's winning. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure I remember hearing like we're winning MT, uh, much music awards, like for sure. Like yeah, you don't worry, you're winning this this and this one or whatever. Before you got there, <laughs> for sure, definitely. If you're performing or whatever, scandal. Well, I mean, if you think about it, though, at the time there wasn't a bigger band in that category anyway so whatever like obviously doesn't matter because <laughs> if there was people's choice awards we would always win those like i think the first not the first one we won a juno for artwork but uh on clumsy we won the people's choice award like hands down really and that was a juno the block it was initially the blockbuster juno group of the year or something well you're lucky you weren't up against great big c because didn't they win it five times and then take themselves out of the category <laughs> oh really For oh like, the boss the... like it might have been the best live act boss. like no one could touch them it just gets crushed every time. yeah every year they're like the dave matthews band of canada yeah I, I, it might have been people's we should look people's choice or best live act or something like that but it was like yeah. okay we're gonna take ourselves out oh, of eyes we got her again we know we got her yeah <laughs> hey boys the award well, yeah, for you should the, see him live boss the the junos is pretty strict too because it's very old and it's like you know you gotta be in there that guy with the the, the curly red hair and the glasses okay but something i've always wondered though when they say <laughs> Here tonight on the Junos, it's a bunch of Canadian people and new kids on the block. Aren't new kids on the block coming because they probably won some international award? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. They, that, that yeah, they probably like I said, they they can always you know fire it up and create some award for that year or whatever just to get people fired, get people going. This, so the Much Music Awards has never come. It's gone, long gone, right? The whole concept of that show is just like they play Seinfeld and TV. It's just a, a on-the-air computer, right? Well, I read something. Like there's, they don't. There's nothing musical about it anymore. I read something this past week about in two thousand and whatever six eight. Justin Timberlake won an MTV Movie Award, and it was presented to him by the cast of The Hills. And they were really excited to meet him because they were big fans and he wouldn't accept the award from them. And what he said in his acceptance speech is MTV should play music videos again and concerts not have a bunch of reality shows because that's not what it was ever supposed to be. And I guess I guess that's true. I don't even know. Does much have VJs these no. days? There's nothing. No, it's not. It's, it's only television syndicated whatnot. There isn't anything. Well, I wonder, like, what is their, what does their license say? I don't even know. It's more like, you know, when you're going through a digital channel and you see it there. That's all that is. I'll tell you, you the, know, my no first introduction to like... Greece was when back in the day when we were kids, CTV would play uh, World Vision for an hour Sunday morning because it counted as an hour of Canadian content. Like, oh, <clears throat> greasy. Like. The game show network is more current than much music now. And they're showing long mic <laughs> eighties game we, shows. Yeah, show, right now you can watch the match game. It's a great Lisa's show. mom's probably crushing it right now. It's a great show. Right downstairs. It's not like my husband my uh cooking show, Husband and, and Knives. Everybody's all banged up, you can tell. 
Yeah. Well, did you see the, the clip of Michael Richards as a contestant on uh, Match, not Match Game, uh, Newlywed Game? Shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was legit. Like, he's on when yeah. he's just being like a normal guy. Sort of. <laughs> he's kind of out there, yeah. Like, he's like reachy lines, Yeah. Right? Can you imagine, like... Is Cheryl bringing Michael to Thanksgiving? I hope not. Yeah, well, I think they're kind of off and on these days. Well, that guy's gotten, you know, as everybody remembers, he was terrible. Like he said that terrible stuff and he's like caught a, a side of him that's out way out there. Yeah. Not cool whatsoever. No, super like not if you, cool. If you, if you watch, if you watch outtakes of, of, of uh, Seinfeld bloopers, there's a reel of Kramer getting like he's getting mad because they're laughing because he's always so funny and they're cracking up. But he he's like really angry that they're like, come on. He's like, we got to get this done. You're killing me here. Oh, to the rest of the cast. <laughs> yeah. He's like, guys, stop laughing. Like, I'm sick and tired of doing this. Aww. You know, that vibe. Because I guess it was constant. He'd come blasting through the door, <laughs> and the whole cast laughs. He's like, "Guys, I'm trying to fucking just work trying here. To work man. here. Stop." I told you I auditioned for like, Jason Alexander once, right? Yeah, you, and you said he was kind of just a little bit cool, yeah. right? A little cold. Like you know that, like eh, yeah, you know, yeah, sort of George. He was kind of that guy. But he wasn't like he wasn't mean. He wasn't, you know. There was like no. But I think because he he initially thought he was playing a Woody Allen neurotic type character. If you look at the first couple of seasons, he's really Woody Allen. Until one day, he's like went up to Larry David, and I think it was the episode where he changes the tape on the uh, on the on the answering machine because he said a stupid message and he wanted to get the tape so she wouldn't hear the stupid message, the long-winded message. Mm. And uh, J- uh, uh, Jason Alexander said to Larry, he's like, listen, L- Larry, like I get that I'm this kind of neurotic character and uh, I just don't think a, a person would do that, go to the lengths of actually taking a, a tape out of someone's house, like a, th- that they're just dating for a couple dates. And Larry's like, what are you talking about? That happened to me. I did that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> real. So he's like, I guess that's why the show, the character, he's like, oh, so it really is Larry David. So he, I think he got better as George, realizing that he was just like, well, I'll just act more like Larry David. And he would really pick his brain on mannerisms and stuff. So it's pretty hilarious that if you think about it, curb your enthusiasm, it's like, it's still George almost. It's yeah. like, you know, Jason Alexander was playing that character as George as a different person. It would still be hilarious because it's all these th- regurgitated, ridiculous things that happen to a really neurotic person that, like, is actually probably unlive. Like, you can't live with the person. He's probably so out there with his, his uh, man- way he is every day. He's just so into himself he and just his doubles own crazy and triples world. and quadruples down um, that's it yeah <laughs> like a, a sorry i heard a story where a guy was golfing with just at a golf range and uh he larry david was in front of him and they were buying buckets of balls and the guy and then he hears larry david's like why are the balls 11 dollars for a big bucket why not 
uh, 12 or a 10. Why has it got to be eleven dollars? I have to break a twenty every time I come. It literally was talking like the show right in front of him. Oh, I'd love to have that interaction. <laughs> he said it was so cool to see it. It's like it was exactly like the, then the guy's reaction and things. Like, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know, I don't want to wait it. <laughs> so did he tip? I wonder. He's like, I got- He's like, what? Do I gotta bring. I gotta bring two, two. What am I supposed to bring? A pocket full of change every time I come. <laughs> it's one dollar. He's probably went on and on, right? Just classic. To get Larry Davided in real life would be so oh, man, trippy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's up there with that Indiana Jones, like the Harrison Ford story, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> the best stone guys sitting on a couch and harrison ford walks in he, hey can i get some weed yeah <laughs> you can hear their brains melting <laughs> and they're watching they're watching raiders of the lost ark right yeah and harrison ford walks in hey guys um happened in halifax cross verified can't name oh, yeah. any of the parties, but <laughs> the man, names, it's, like, it's a great, great, great stuff. He's doing K nineteen, the Widowmaker. Hey, bud, I've been talking for three weeks about playing this game, and I'm really excited about playing it. So let's oh, take yeah. a quick break, and we'll rip the game when we come back. Okay, doesn't even have a name yet. That's how new it is. <laughs> it's been a while since we played a new game. Well. I did, uh, I gotta mention that I did, uh, Boomsies yesterday with Toolsy, and, uh, we were talking about this guy, but, uh, I was talking about the Woodstock, because, uh, OLP played the Sunday afternoon of Woodstock, and I was just talking about that. I just, maybe we should touch on that before we start the game. So what is it, is, is that Stained? <laughs> yeah, Stained, no that's the e. guy with the... Yeah, that's the guy with the baby Bjorn, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's he... He's standing outside the bus with a baby Bjorn blowing darts? Yeah, like we get we get into a, fe- a festival and I'm like just kind of hanging out in the front lounge and I look and there he is on a, with his little baby and a baby Bjorn, little infant. Is he hacking he's darts like, or drinking vodka sevens? Yeah. Well, I don't know if he was hacking darts with the baby right there, but he's definitely <laughs> hacking darts. It's been a while since I said sorry. <laughs> Can you go to the but, end of that song? I want to hear the last line, which is oh, so yeah, when he's poignant. One last one, right? Yeah, this one here comes. He's sorry, though. That's what that's. Did you know that? He brought the whole song home. He's sorry. Ready here. Oh yeah, he's sorry. <laughs> he's really sorry. Let's check and see if he's sorry. Yeah, I feel that. So what's he I driving? Really sorry. Oh, probably pimped out, blacked out Range Rover or like some kind. Really? Of... So he, they had one big <laughs> maybe song. That, maybe that Tesla truck thing. <laughs> the cyber truck. <laughs> 
they had one big song. I think he's driving a Range Rover, but I think it's a 2012, <laughs> and it's starting to show signs of age. But he's like, no, it's no fine. Way. We'll just put new struts no. in it. No, man. They'll, they'll, I think they still rock festivals, man. That guy's got, like, the big, like... What is this? Some lawyer industrialist house? Like a big, huge, fancy pad with all the, the all the stuff. <laughs> like rounded sure. wood walls. Yeah, yeah, like all square cement. <laughs> um, did they have more than that one song? Yeah, they had a good run, and I still think they do festivals. I'm but, trying to uh, think of another stained sure, like, song. Definitely, and like. And like if you, like those, like don't laugh at those bands that are ripping through and Casino Rama and all that shit, man. Those guys that are like, or or if they're doing like sheds with other bands, like they're sneaky loaded. All those guys. You know what's funny? I googled stained. You know what comes up? Niagara yeah. Falls. They're coming up. Yeah, yeah. September eighth. That casino. Yeah. Yeah, they're back at it. So now it's like keeping the nut going on those places. It's not necessarily like buying new ones, but like just throwing more in the bank. But they're probably, yeah, they got like those like Justin Bieber pants with like 42 waists. (laughs) (laughs) Aww. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the re- <laughs> Something to remind you. Is that a is that a song? <laughs> they have a song called what? "So Far Away" from Fourteen Shades of Grey. That was two thousand and three. I'm looking for other yeah, stained songs. He, he had that duet with Fred Durst, where everybody it's for it was like the Mad at Your Dad anthem. No, <laughs> where they're all crying. Everyone's with lighters. It's been a while as their number one biggest hit. <laughs> For <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> Any sorry soul. Uh, <clears throat> Chester, no, Chester Bankton was his <laughs> no. friend. Aaron Lewis is the guy's name. Yeah, that's the guy, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Hey, so so anyway, to touch on that Woodstock documentary, like, if you see it, it's, like, it's really, uh, it digs into... How the promoters were just kind of squeezing the fans and how, you know, I remember driving into it and it being really greasy that it was at a military base instead of nice fields. It was? was, Yeah, so it was so super hot and I just, uh, backstage it was fine, but like out front it was just a dust bowl and uh, I didn't, but I, you know, I didn't realize it was as bad as it was. When I saw the documentary, <clears throat> are you guys in it? Front, uh, just a word name. No, I don't think there's any performance stuff. So, but, how many uh, people we, were there? <clears throat> like hundreds of thousands. I don't know, three, four hundred thousand people. Did you like helicopter in? No, we went in Saturday afternoon, and I was there side stage watching. I think corn. And uh, Metallica and, and Rage and Limp Biscuit. So I saw I saw all the crazy, but it was like literally the bromance fans, right? Like the <laughs> those like losers that looked like Fred Durst, right? 
So the crowd was like, it was basically one for the boys. <laughs> Saturdays are for the boss. Yeah, yeah, it was like if a bunch of bar stool bros got to let's go, got together, and that was the, like they got to make the decisions for how the weekend went. So that's why it just turned into just the primal stew of like testosterone aggro bullshit. Seriously, for the boss. <laughs> so it was fun from your vantage point, which was safely ensconced backstage yeah 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 out front it was like you know fight or flight i guess more but yeah it really was like when i mean once you saw the lineup you knew it wasn't gonna be a like woodstock but that was again a real snapshot of the time in music yeah that's how woodstock initially was was a uh, collection of what was happening at the time <clears throat> and corn and limp biscuit and all those bands were the biggest bands in the world at that time so it was their night to get their weekend to show their let their fans rip and that's what their fans were like a bunch of dunderheads that just were like living for the weekend vibes so who no is- different like Go ahead. Who in that lineup is the, like, when I covered the reality awards for Fox Reality Channel, Danny Bonaducci was the king and walked around the room with his chest puffed out. Who Who is the Danny Bonaducci of that Woodstock? Everybody was Danny Bonaducci. There was all, only Danny, Bonadu- Danny Bonaducci's backstage. <clears throat> So was anyone I was telling, Danny Bonaduce? I was telling, I was, yeah, I was telling Toolsy, as soon as I was walking in, I saw the singer from Everclear, Art, you know, the guy with the the bleach blonde short hair. <laughs> yeah. Who was like the pillar of, of sobriety. You know, like, I haven't drank for 10 years, I don't drink. And he's like fucking staggering, wasted. And I'm like, okay, I guess it's this kind of vibe here. Like where just everybody all bets was are like, off. It's, then he's like, it's Woodstock. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was he a nice? So, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. You sort of got I mean? a Sky like, Love Song vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see. Uh, I see that. But guy. anyway, it, it was yeah, and then all the MTV people and all the like in the press tent it was just a bunch of. D bags there too, right? Everybody's just the looky luckies. You know when you're talking to someone and they're looking over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so who was that? Was the vibe? Did you t- talk to Lars? No. Have you ever? I didn't. No, I've never talked to Lars. Never met. I don't think I've met anybody in Metallica. I've seen them around, like backstage and stuff, but not. Uh, Hey, Lars. What about Fred Durst? Well, f- uh, that story, Fred Durst, like uh, when they first started in, in Orlando or wherever in Florida, and of course they're from like Florida, right? Vibes? Of course. <laughs> Not that, you know, this doesn't, 
there's a lot of great people in Florida, but there's a lot of idiots in Florida too. <clears throat> and uh, not to say that they're idiots, but they kind of, it's almost like they were, that was, they catered to the idiots and the idiots made them millionaires. But uh, we played festivals where they opened up as a startup band. And, you know, I got to say they were very, uh, they were, you could tell that they were working really hard and trying to do everything they could to get noticed, right? And doing all the stuff of that you should as a young band. So it didn't take them long to get 10 times bigger than we were. But yeah, I remember them starting out. And then at one time he was supposed to write a song with Rain and he had Rain waiting at the hotel for like like hours. Three days. <laughs> and well, the TV was on in the lobby and it was like MTV Live with Carson Daly, right, was on and, and Fred Durst was there. And he's like, that's what he got up and left. He's like, well, fuck, he's not even here. <laughs> oh, because he was live on the news? Yeah, he was live at, at MTV with Carson Daly. Aww. And he's in the hotel lobby in New York waiting for him to, to jam. Like, in the lobby. Guitar, right? Yeah. Like not even like, lobby. you know what, I'll leave a key for you at the desk and I'll see you there. Yeah, like, hey, Ray, it sounds awesome. I can't wait. We'll, 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 we'll meet you. Come to my hotel. Let's start at 10 a.m. <laughs> and this is like. Four o'clock in the afternoon, oh, and he's wow. still there. <laughs> like, like, like one of those movies <laughs> with uh, like a montage the guys, and the top yeah, trying to solve with the clock. Like the, the food comes, and then the drinks, and like dessert. Even uh, would you like the check? Uh, yeah, couple please. coffees. Everybody's leaving. Uh, we're closing. So he waited six hours, something like that. I don't know. Maybe it was like he got there in the afternoon, and it was, but yeah, hours, definitely hours. He'll tell you it was fifteen minutes, but yeah. no, it was fucking hours. <laughs> uh, I I would have a pretty short window, I think, of waiting. It is pretty disrespectful. Well, yeah, especially because he's like, hey, you want to write a song? You know, like, let's write a song. And then, like, he's like, here, I'll just send you a song. This, You guys can just do the, my song. And it was like well, some piece of shit. So he's like, no, the whole point was to collaborate. Oh, he <laughs> sent over a song? Or no, he suggested it, I think. He's like, hey, I have this song, Stank You. Yeah, the yeah line exactly. around. You guys should rip like, that. <laughs> Well, if it's so good, Fred, why haven't you ripped it? Give me it? the stink. Here's this my song, yeah. Stink Finger. <laughs> yeah, you guys can have it for free. Oh. I'm a cummer. Check out my, gotta call it coming. Yeah. Fred, remember when he sent a picture of his horn to someone? Did he? Yeah, or, honestly, who didn't send a horn picture? Honestly, if you think about it, there was it's like every person ever has like a horn or a sex tape out there. Horn section. No one cares anymore. I don't think. Um, I'm afraid to search Fred Durst. No, don't bird. bother. 
Fred anyway. Durst horn. <laughs> no, are you really doing that? Well, no, I don't think not. horn will come up. Don't do that. Yeah, it'll probably be him with his hat on. Are you saying that in a Boston accent? Yeah, him with his hat on. Him with his hat on. Sim sitting over there with his hat on. Yeah, he sent a picture of his bird. He did, okay. Yeah. There you go. Everybody knows. There you go. 2001 VODs. Okay, let's let's. Uh, okay, for let's three weeks I've been game. talking about this game. Um, it's called Fred Durst's Bird. Kidding. Um, it's very simple, and I think the game exists in some other forms. It's kind of like the game that we've played, How Many? Remember where it's like, how many uh, yeah. apple varieties can you name uh, yeah. in 30 seconds, how many, whatever. So this doesn't have a time clock, but we go back and forth until one guy's stumped, and then the other guy okay. gets a point. So we take All turns right. coming up with words. For example, um, uh, February. And we each have to name a song or lyric (laughs) with the word February in it until we run out. Some are easier. Uh, Well, February. Yeah, that's a really hard one. I want to burn a good one. Yeah, okay. Um, But some of them could go on forever, obviously, on on the subject of, uh, you know, relationships between two people or genders or things like that. Okay, so it's got to be a song and... Yeah, it's got to be the same. I I say it doesn't have to be in. I think the song just has to have the word in it. It doesn't have to be in the title. It just has to have the word in it. Gotcha. No, I hear you. Okay. Sure. That has to be the case. Okay. So um, for the first one, do you want to go first with a word or do you want me to? I won't let. uh, Why don't you go first? Okay. Give me one. My word is she. She. Yeah. Okay. So, she loves me? Yep. Uh, she will be loved, Maroon 5. Um, isn't she... Whatever the Stevie Wonder Jam is. Lovely? Isn't she lovely? Isn't she lovely? Nice. Uh, she, yeah. by Harry Connick Jr. <clears throat> she Ain't Pretty, by The Northern Pikes. Uh, she's always a woman, Billy Joel. <laughs> um, uh, I know it's getting harder. She sells sanctuary oh, by nice. the cult. Uh, she sells seashells by the seashore by but, anonymous. Is that? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't do that. Okay. You gotta go. Um. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Isn't she lovely? Doesn't she? Uh, she ain't pretty. She. Uh, you said she loves me. <laughs> she. Okay, I'm out. You get a point. And then there was she said by the Beatles. I had it sitting on top. Oh, that's good. So I think when someone's on the ropes, they get five seconds, and that adds yeah. to the panic. <laughs> yeah, and they're on the ropes. Uh, 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 you're on the drowning in water. And then you could disappear. You're <laughs> you go on. Okay, so all we need is the name of the game, and it should be one word. Um, so let's call it lyric. So so I have an L because I'm out. Right. Okay. You you got a point yeah, that way. Yeah. So whoever spells lyric first loses. So I got one point. Yeah, I have an L. 
Okay, what's your word? Okay, your word is... Uh, I'm right nervous. Dollar. 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 Uh, <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. That's a bottom dollar. That's a bottom. <laughs> Little satchmo. Holy shit, that was a good one. Betcha bottom dollar, that's tomorrow. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, um, oh, what was that band's name? Dollar in My Pocket by Big House. Oh, Remember good, yeah, band? sure. Bit metal band from the 90s, early 90s. Uh, dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> Oh, what's that? Isn't that the Just name the of the song? song? What? Dollar Dollar is Bill? It? So you don't? I don't know who that is. I'm sure. Yes, I'm, that's been used. Yeah. Uh, if I had a million dollars, oh, good does one. That count? Yeah, sure it does. <laughs> dollar. Oh no, he's on the set. The arms over the ropes. Oh, a bit. Ah, oh, <laughs> 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 okay, I get a Y. Like you're, oh you're no! More you're more concerned about breathing than to coming up with a, a, a name. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Cocktail, please. I think I'm out. I take a Y. L Y. <laughs> okay. So you you hey, still don't have too... any letters. I have L Y, and it's my turn to come up with a word. What's um, with the L? Hold on. What's the L Y? Okay, so it's like a, have you ever played horse with a basketball? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so oh, I'm. The, the gotcha. I got an it's L because like I didn't get the first the... one. I got a Y because I didn't get the second one. Okay. So if I spell lyric, I'm done. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. But we might decide it's called lyrics if I lose this badly this quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, okay. okay. Um, so you pick this one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna pick a broad category. Song with songs with a woman's name in the title. Oh man, really? Yep. Okay. Is it my oh my turn first? Yeah. Uh, Juliet by Colorado. Is that uh, Colorado? Pamela, don't steal this heart of mine. By Toto. Oh, nice. Uh, Evangeline. <laughs> by uh is that emmy lou harris um rosanna rosanna by toto oh, this <laughs> uh oh you're on the ropes know. bud i'm on the ropes uh four three two. julia by the beatles oh jolene 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 uh Uh, Virginia. Hey, hey, Virginia by uh, Train. Michelle, <laughs> my belt, soleil, qui très bien ensemble. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Okay. That's a great one. Ba, 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 Barbara Ann. Ba, 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 Barbara Ann. Oh, 
Ross. Uh, Suzy Q by CCR. Uh, I had I was trying to think of one. I gave up because I couldn't. It was bailed. Uh, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Oh. Uh, what's that's not a name? Oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dude. Um, yeah. Uh, Amanda by Boston. Oh. Gonna take her in your eyes and make you realize, Amanda. Angie by the Rolling Stones. Good, Good one. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh no, you're a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas as the axe falls uh, on him. Oh, oh no. L-Y-R. Your... R. Okay, what's your word? I started, I, I started getting flush. Like I started getting, started feeling confident there. I know. Because, you know, when you start thinking of one and you can't think of one, that's what blows you up. You have to move on to a different letter or a different thing. Well, Jesse's girl, I was waiting for you to that do the math, just, and I should have been using that time to come up with another like, one. I was like, okay, and I was like, hold on. The buds would have been like, wait a second. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Okay, what's the word? L-Y-R. You're going to skunk okay. me. Um, okay. How about this? Gone. Gone, gone, gone. She's been gone so long. She's been gone, gone, gone so long. Uh, gone Away by The Offspring. She's <coughs> gone. Ooh, <laughs> Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Nice. Uh, gone with the wind. <laughs> Oh no, don't gone. Do that. Uh, oh. Gah. Gah. <laughs> Gah. Oh no. Ah. Is that it? Is gone. that the, is that, yep. is that the uh, to be gone? To... <laughs> gone. Okay, L Y R I. Good for you, you're bud. You're really good I. at this. This is like horse where you're I'm on the ropes. I have one letter left. Maybe we could go with S. Just so maybe you can keep in it. You got to win one, bud. Okay. Um, uh, I, the letter I. Okay, so it's my turn for a a word now? No, it's my turn. Sorry, it's your turn. My word is I. I did go. The letter I. Oh, I. Yeah. I. Like the word, the letter I. Yeah, like the letter the I, I, the pronoun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like to ride my bicycle. Okay. Queen. And like you said, it doesn't have to be the title; it can be in, no. the, in the song. Yeah. I love rock and roll. <laughs> Put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Okay. <clears throat> I am. I cried. <laughs> by the the big man I want to hold your hand <laughs> um I would walk 500 nice miles. <laughs> uh 
I don't know the melody. I am woman, hear me roar. Helen Reddy. Nice. <laughs> um, Wherever I May Roam by Metallica. What did you think I would do at this moment? <laughs> Could you not do every song in the world? Yeah, probably. Um, when I See You Cry, is that the line by White Lion? Or When I See You Smile? Oh yeah, When I See You Smile by White Snake. White Snake, that's right. Is it uh, White Snake or White Lion? White Snake. Okay. Girl, there's something I need to know. <laughs> if this is love, why oh does it scare me so? It's Jeff Healy with the angel eyes. That's yeah. a that's a that's a John Hyatt jam, right? Is it? Yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. Um Every time I close my eyes. Every time you go away. Oh, no. You what? take a piece of me with you. You said I go. You're good. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, oh. <laughs> You're on the ropes. I, I, I got... I got heart. That song. I got heart. Remember that one? No. It's a, was it a beer commercial? Lots and lots, lots of heart. Or is it not that? Uh, I'll take the I'll take the L then. Woo. But that's a. I thought I got hot was a song, but maybe not. That was close because I didn't have another one in the bank. Is it a song? Um, okay, so L Y R I and your L. Good game, right? Yeah, no, I think it's I've, so yeah, it's not the same. And it has play along, because Buds at Home will be like, come on, guys, I <clears throat> yeah. have like five songs. So I'm uh, L. I got my L. Yeah. You ready for one? Yeah, hit me. Okay. Um, speed round, fast as we can. Speed round. Um, Red. Red, red wine. Lady in red. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, ah. Huh? Ah. Ah. I can't think of a song with red in it. It's a tough game. Can Bob. you? Uh... Thin red line. Oh that's yeah, not the even glass the, tiger. It, if you can yeah, read my mind. If you can read my mind. Um, okay, I'm C. So you're out. Oh no, lyrics. You want to get an S? Let's do lyrics. Let's do one more speed round. And the word okay. is, uh, hmm. The word is heart. Okay. That's a hard um, one. Yeah. Wait a sec. I can't even think of one. <laughs> do you want to do it? Or oh, no? no, I got it. Heart. Let's go. Okay. Um, don't break my heart. With every beat of my heart. 
Um, uh, Five. Four. Heart three. attack? Give me a... Uh, yeah, sheer heart attack. Ah. Uh, uh, you give me a heart attack. You want to oh, know that's Billy now. Joel. Yeah. Um, two hearts. That's a song by Phil Collins. Yes. Oh, the rhythm of my heart is beating oh. like a drum. With the words I love, you rolling off my tongue. I got nothing. I got a why. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dying hot. It's the comeback story of the yeah. century. Okay. okay. One more. If it goes your way. Uh, okay. Um, okay. The word is year or years. Okay. A record yeah. year by Eric Church. We're having a record uh, year. Reeling in the years. Oh. Your favorite Steely Dan. Those were the best years of my life. Isn't that days? (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. Is it? It's like such a fog (laughs) fake one. Summer of 69. Those were the best years of my life. (laughs) Hey, Jim Valance is like, just like, let's no, we need to go. We need to be more universal. Everyone needs to get 69. We got to take it up a notch. Those were the best years of my life. Oh, it's <laughs> been like Jet. years in the making. <laughs> like when Jet was golfing and that that Eric Clapton song, and it's in the way that you use it. And Jet's like, it's in the way that you put it oh. after making like an eight footer. <laughs> It's the best when it's some random song no one hears ever. Those are the best years of my life. So, sorry, the summer of 69 was the best years of your life? (sighs) So is that it? You're out with that I'm out. (laughs) I did come up with another one, but that's cheating. It's (laughs) It's a great game, bud. It is a good game. It is a good game. Good chatting, bud. So, yeah, good chatting, bud. What's, uh... Let's talk very soon. Everyone have a good one.